Okay, so I'm Nick Bircher and this is the Nordic Future Makers podcast. Today's guest is Nicholas Bakos from Adverti. Nicholas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Nick. It's great to be here. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please? Yes, sure. I'm Niklas, born in Sweden, living in Sweden, and I'm the founder and CEO of Adverti. We're a uh, Swedish company that has built a new way of putting advertisements into games. Cool. Well, let's start at the beginning. So... I saw that you had a really interesting entry to this space. You were a researcher for the European Commission when you were based at university. Well, yes, I did my uh, master degrees in Norrköping, so a, a smaller city, two hours outside of Stockholm. And when I was finishing up my studies there, um, I got the opportunity to uh, stay at school, to work in school. and. Uh, Part of my job there was to uh, help out with a European Commission-based project around uh, anything uh, mobile entertainment. And uh, University of Linköping got the project around business models, and uh, they needed someone with a little bit more of a technical background to help out with that project. Uh, and that was really the starting point of my career in mobile games, I would say, because uh, roughly a year after that, my old teacher who, who then followed me through my career uh, and is still an advisor of Adverti founded a mobile games distribution company uh, and employed me as their first employee. So I used my somewhat technical background to establish the kind of the delivery infrastructure of that company, how to how to deliver thousands of Java-based feature phone games into hundreds of mobile telecom operators across the globe. So that was kind of the business model with that company. And stayed there for uh, four or five years and then moved over to uh, an American games publisher called Blue Mobile uh, and um, got into the, the, the bigger players within mobile gaming and, and went through the transition from feature phones uh, to Android and, and the iPhone. And I have spent my career in, in mobile gaming and and uh, remember when when advertising became part of that experience around 2006. Um, and in, it's been a little bit up and down. I've joined a few startups here and there and it's been a it's been a mix of, of uh, working for uh, you know Nasdaq traded companies and, and and startup companies in Australia and Russia. So uh, at one point in the summer of 2016, I took the decision to uh, do something that I've started myself. So uh, and that became the foundation of Adverti. So you've always been involved in in gaming and mobile games and VR and all, all of this sort of stuff. So. So what's happening in, in the category at the moment? It seems to be growing quite quickly and you know, particularly over recent months and everything else, gaming's be become a really big thing. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I joined my first uh, mobile games company in 2003, we did mobile games and no one really understood that you could play games on phones. And at that point, I think there were about 2 to 4% of the Western world population playing games on mobile and 
when we said to to people that this is going to be huge in the future, people were laughing. Today, I think there's between 55 or 60 percent of the population playing mobile games. So uh, things have have definitely changed in the last you know, 15 to 18 years. And yes, I've always been working with mobile games. I've been producing a few games, but I've been mostly on the business side uh, of the industry and seen small well seen the bigger games doing somewhat around 50 million in in annual turnover to now when it's nearing 3 billion per game per year which is a kind of a massive growth even in terms of what you can actually make out of, of one game and it's it's an interesting industry because there are the you know the big publishers out there with you know massive portfolios. But the good thing with the mobile gaming industry is that you can still have a an indie studio of two three people creating the the, the world's coolest game uh, and release it on the app stores and and make uh, well make a fortune to be honest and you know have their have their um, economy set for life uh, and it's still possible and this is not really changing uh, even even though the the industry have have matured uh, in the last couple of years in mobile um, and, and then i have a personal interest since many years back on the whole vr ars you know smart glasses phenomena as well and i guess that combined with my working experience led to uh, founding advert because this whole region has been a hotbed for for gaming for as long as as long as I can remember. Because we've had Finland doing things, then Sweden, and Malmo is is full of different game studios and stuff like that. So, so the Nordics is really kind of like a global center for development and and game design. Yeah, for sure. I mean, looking back uh, when I was a kid, we had early access to uh, to computers. Uh, we got internet rather quickly over here in the nordics uh, it's been an for many generations now an, an interest in in playing games and i think that has led to a lot of successful gaming studios out there uh, both in sweden and in finland not that many in denmark and norway i don't really know why but uh, especially sweden and finland have have a lot of successful games publishers and developers on, on, on various gaming platforms. So uh, we are definitely uh, in, the, in, the, in the leading position around the world on, on creating really good games. And even companies like King with Candy Crush, it's a, it's a Swedish company, even though it's, uh, it's registered in the UK and many people, even in the industry, think it's a, it's a UK phenomenon, but it's, it's actually a uh, Swedish gang around it. And virtual reality and the kind of immersive game environments. Where where's that at the moment? Is that still developing and growing and becoming more of a thing, or, or what's the latest in that in that area? So I I guess my my I guess my take on this is a little bit biased as well because uh, we we are a, a company that was founded around the virtual reality hype in 2016 and it, it got a lot of attention during 2015 to and, and for two or three years and people talking about VR becoming the 
Christmas present of the year in 2016, and it was on everyone's heads uh, during that time. And I guess when you um, when you uh, highlight uh, a new kind of technology platform like virtual reality, it, it will most likely take longer than you initially think. But you you always have the hopes that things will move on quite quickly. And for us, uh, with Adverti, uh, where we were in the in the beginning, at least, a, a VR-focused company to do advertising in virtual reality, we um, really hoped that we would see, you know, insane growth uh, from 2016 and onwards. And that didn't really happen. And um, I think it cooled off a little bit after that. And People stopped talking about it, and um, it wasn't really getting as much hype uh, in, in 2017 and 18. Uh, but being in that industry, we do know that things are almost behind the scenes progressing quite interestingly, and, and the, the hardware is becoming much more better. And I think that's the kind of the starting point of what needs to happen for for the mass market to, uh, to to start having an interest around virtual reality again. It needs to be a little bit of a slimmer experience. Uh, the, the hardware needs to be, to be a little bit improved. And w- with a better kind of starting point, I think content creators will go back to the platform and create content because there will need to be a mix of hardware and content for mass market adoption. Uh, and I, I truly believe that virtual reality as a gaming platform, as a platform for experiences, for immersive experiences, will happen. But it's probably a few years away compared to what we believed in in 2016. Uh, But uh, it's going in the right direction for sure. So we'll we'll see. And your your whole kind of elevator pitch is effectively taking this this area of of gaming and all of these things and being a facilitator for advertising being in this space yeah looking at what we have created in the last couple of years with adverti we we did start out as a virtual reality augmented reality company that wanted to revolutionize how how ads should be done in that space when there is no screen to look at where you have uh, basically, your whole field of vision as a screen. Uh, pop-up banners won't really do in that space. So how can you, how can you define ad units and ad formats? And, and, and more interestingly, how can you know when you, as a user in those experiences, know that the ads have been viewed, have been interacted with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So a lot of the foundation still at advertise the the kind of the platform uh, framework that we created in 2016 and defined advertising for the field of view and then later on pretty much scaled down to to a screen rather than your field of view Um, and at some point we pivoted a little bit to augmented reality because virtual reality wasn't really growing and uh, augmented reality uh, had their you know glory days of Pokemon Go and everyone thought that, okay, there will be a lot of AR gaming going forward, but that didn't really happen either. And uh, the whole AR space took a pretty massive hit last year and, and still in this year with, you know, a lot of the hype not really moving over to to uh, any positive businesses. Okay. 
So you started off as an advertising platform that would allow ads to be served into VR spaces, especially with gaming, that would mean that people weren't interrupted and taken out of their game. It was just blended into the environment. Can you take us through where you are now and, and what you kind of, effectively what your pitch is now? We uh, we built and we are still building technology for all gaming platforms and VR was the main focus, AR became the main focus and when we had uh, very unique and innovative technology to serve ads in a new way in gaming environments, uh, we fairly quickly realized that we have actually built a, a new advertising method. Uh, we're not a VR ad company. Uh, and, and this this new way of doing ads could uh, actually be used in, in every gaming platform, in, in the field of view of a virtual reality experience as much as on a rather small mobile phone screen. So uh, we, we looked at... Uh, the, the the kind of the framework around our ad server and our platform and how we could scale the delivery of ads and programmatic advertising is, is really the way to to scale your your digital advertising business today uh, there's no need to do any contracts or sending creatives and, and and you know checks and bills and reports and things like that everything is built into the programmatic delivery so even though the advertising format and the, the method that we have created is, is, is new, we're still adopting our platform to all the programmatic uh, industry standards out there. So we can and we have connected Adverti to uh, many of the leading programmatic platforms today. So uh, a brand and a media agency can go and, and buy advertising space within the games that are using our technology today as easily as they can buy a, uh, a banner ad on any websites. So we have built that compatibility for a very easy onboarding process uh, in terms of using this new ad format. And we looked at the platforms, which ones to focus on, and, and mobile gaming uh, and the mobile platform is the by far the biggest gaming platform today, almost 2.7 billion playing games uh, on mobile this year. Uh, it's the fastest growing gaming platform and it, uh, it generates the most revenue. So for us to pick the platform to work for was an, was an easy one for us. And also when you do programmatic advertising, you can only deliver a programmatic ad towards either a website or a mobile phone. So the, the other platforms like PC and console aren't really our first choices, at least. Uh, right now to uh, to focus on so if you're serving ads into the kind of environment of games and blending them in does that mean you're a digital ad company or does that mean you're a digital outdoor company or is, is it all the same yeah it's really a good question nick well how do we how do we define what we're actually doing we are we're definitely a, a digital uh, ad provider making uh, seamless ad units inside of, of gaming experiences, which basically means that you're playing a, a game and within that experience, within that gaming world, you see you see adverts and we want to do them seamlessly integrated and so they're kind of non-intrusive uh, towards the experience. They are 
placed as billboards in a game or as posters or could be on any kind of object really and we we, we what is unique with what we have created is the the understanding of when an ad is actually being seen on screen or in your field of view if if we are in a virtual reality experience so the the industry around digital advertising is pretty much based on three big topics you know how how do you charge for an ad how do you know that an ad has been viewed and um, what kind of placements are safe for your brands so brand safety viewability and how to charge for impressions you know that that's um, that's what you really need to sort out uh, in terms of 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 um, having a a service that people want to use uh, and um, uh, the, the whole kind of contextual aspect of advertising where um, where you can pick uh, different kind of games to advertise within or in a in a near future or a distant future depending on when the technology is ready where you you basically have ads created uh, based on uh, your context where you are at what you're seeing uh, where you are on the on the real world map so to speak uh, and uh, that is also a very interesting take on what you as a user actually want to see um, as an ad because advertising might be associated with a lot of uh, you know negativity uh, but the, there's there, there's no bad ads there's only um, the fact that an ad could be served to, to the wrong people at the wrong time uh, okay. and, and that creates a negative feeling about what you're seeing but um, making that right uh, will will make everyone happy so we don't really look at any personal data so we are pretty much compliant with most of what is happening out there with the web cookie disappearing and the um, device id uh, now going away on ios 14 we're not really that much dependent on those because we deliver ads that are contextually relevant for each game that is uh, using our technology so we want brand advertisers to pick the games that are suitable for their target audiences and, and deliver a very soft experience in terms of a non-intrusive brand message being part of what you're experiencing when you're playing the game and and um, then very important obviously to, to to have those brand safety measurements but also to understand you know when when do we actually charge for an ad um, and the very big uniqueness with with adverty and much of our patent pending technology uh, lies on how we have sorted out the way of of understanding viewability and uh, and how how we should charge for an ad placement that someone is experiencing uh, within mobile gaming so uh, hopefully that is something that we can also bring to the industry and when gaming and in gaming this our seamless approach become more of a standard within the industry that our thinking around viewability can also be adopted by the industry very interesting times obviously a lot of things that needs to happen but the foundation is laid absolutely and i think you've been working not just in sweden but also in the uk with the iab to kind of get accreditation and really kind of drive the standard around this yes we're working towards uh, many of those uh, industry 
bodies, so to speak, uh, were members of IAB UK, IAB Sweden, IAB Tech Labs in the US. Uh, and as I mentioned before, we have built we have built our platform to be fully compliant with industry standards for programmatic advertising, and we are regularly going through audits to become certified as uh, as such as well. So IAB has their uh, gold standards, which we um, happily received as the first kind of um, immersive ad tech company uh, in the UK last year and even received as the first ad tech company overall in Sweden uh, earlier this year. So we have been pretty focused and, and laser sharp on, on you know getting the industry to understand that okay we might bring out a new ad format to to the business and to the industry but we are doing it according to you know all the rules and legislations and standards that um, have been set within within the industry um, it's a new format with benefits yeah i think that whole area of viewability and brand safety and and all of those things are are really really important but i ask this of everybody what are you curious about now what's kind of capturing your imagination and what what are you thinking about and thinking towards what is really interesting short term is that uh, comparing 2000 uh, 2020 to to last year people within the media industry didn't really understand gaming at all uh, what is that you know is 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 there a new media channel within gaming etc so many question marks uh, and not really an interest to to really hear what we were saying uh, and this has definitely changed in in 2020 and and people media agencies brands are slowly starting to be aware of the fact that gaming has to be taken seriously uh, and and there will be massive massive opportunities for brands to be seen uh, within the gaming vertical uh, so that is a big kind of movement happening at the moment, uh, which for us is kind of short term to get uh, get our clients to understand that part of their media mix should be gaming in the future. Uh, looking uh, much more ahead of that, uh, when we live in a world where gaming is uh, a, a part of the media mix and, and brands do set aside uh, media spend for for in-game advertising. Um, there's obviously the uh, the the growth of, of new kind of platforms and new ways to to play games. Um, and um, I, I still live with the kind of the very early vision that we have for Adverti that at some day uh, there will be a lot more virtual reality gaming, uh, people meeting. And potentially being inside a virtual world for for hours at a time, uh, meeting and and staying close to people where where they're actually maybe potentially hundreds and thousands of miles uh, between each other. But the, the ultimate vision for Adverti is still the the, the whole augmented reality uh, aspect of the business and and how people eventually will use uh, some kind of a smart glasses as an accessory potentially to the mobile phone to do some of their daily experiences having augmented reality experiences on top of what you're experiencing on your work or uh, outside of work etc etc and and for us there will be an opportunity to uh, help brands be be seen uh, during those times as well so uh, 
interesting times. A, so, a, a week ahead and ten years ahead. I think that's it's uh, really interesting. I've, I've enjoyed talking to you. So thank you for taking the time time to talk to me today. Thank you very much, Nick. It's been a pleasure. And I think for everyone else, I think Nicholas is another great example of a Nordic future maker, someone who's really pushing the boundaries of what can be done with with advertising in tech and particularly in the gaming industry in all the different different platforms and the different categories. So thank you for your time, Nicholas. Thank you, Nick. I hope you have enjoyed the podcast. I hope you will subscribe to the podcast and I hope you will listen again in the future. 